I think anybody that has been online at this time, and I want to say this very carefully, not disrespectfully, is foolish if you get off. Somebody listens to you and gets you online and starts interacting with you. And you thought, Lord, I've got no plan going to Sri Lanka or going to the Netherlands in the next six months. And in the meantime, somebody listened to you online and you start communicating with them and you're talking to one another in another country. Here's the gospel going from Fishuk to the uttermost parts of the world without you moving too much. That's the exciting thing for me. Today, we conclude our conversation with Louis Els on what is next for the church. We pick up with Sid asking the relevance of online church post-lockdown. Let's imagine it's all over tomorrow and things are back to whatever level of normality we, we can have. Do you think that you guys will continue with some form of online running parallel to what you're doing in person? Or do you think it will diminish? Do you think there's, a, there's space for online into the future to reach people? I guess it's my question rather than... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think anybody that has been online at this time, and I want to say this very carefully, not disrespectfully, is foolish if you get off. Yeah. Because, you know, we live in a very different world than what we used to. People realize more than ever before. If this thing was a world event, it's just not just a, a, a local event or a... Uh, a geographical event in, in the context of, of a continent. It was a worldwide event that has taken or a pandemic that have hit us that caused us all to rethink and forced us all to revisit. We live in a day and a time where people realize I don't have to go physically every week to the same place to be part of it. You know, that's the exciting thing for me. We've got people that are members of our family that are living three, four hours away on farms. The wonderful thing about this now is when it's really bad weather and it's raining and their roads, they can't travel on it, they can now connect with us on a Sunday and feel as much part as when they normally come through. So we're not discontinuing our online specifically for people like that. And then there are people in other parts of the world that kind of stumble onto our website and stumble onto who we are and, and they got saved. And now they start listening and they got some friends in and we are now thinking about what our first church plant online will look like. That's really yeah. exciting. And, and, and let's flip the coin on that one. And the other extreme of that is this, that while you're just loving and being kind to your neighbor, and even if he ignores you, rejects you, and doesn't want to have anything to do with you, because of what we do and how we do it now, you might just change somebody's life in Sri Lanka. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because somebody listens to you and gets you online and starts interacting with you and you thought, Lord, I've got no plan going to Sri Lanka or going to the Netherlands in the next six months. And in the meantime, somebody listened to you online and you start communicating with them and, you, and, and you're talking to one another in another country. Here's the gospel going from, from, from Fishuk to the uttermost parts of the world without you moving too much. Isn't that so phenomenal? I'm surprised when I look at our Google Analytics that we've had some views from the UK, from America. I'm like, who are these people <laughs> that, that are listening to our, our church service in Fishhook? But I loved what you said, doing a church plant online, just to kind of consider that online is a community that we can plant a church into. And I suppose just my thinking before you even said that comment was online is just a place for us to present ourselves what we do in real life but actually to reconsider 
that whole landscape and what it looks like and actually this is planting a church there yeah. with your online pastors and your online courses and and all of that that is that's such a great way of looking at it so and i think joe i think one of the things just a mind shift is an important thing you know we have to have a mind shift in how we do do things because if you look at the secular kind of thinking when it comes to social media it's self-glorification and and identity and, and importance and followership and all that stuff. And I think if we just, just take our eyes off that for a moment and say, how do we make this an evangelistic tool? How do we make it a tool of encouragement and care and community? And how do we intentionally communicate less? Is this the right angle? You know, can you see me? You know, what do I look like? How many followers have I got? But just to say whether I've got five followers or 50,000 followers, my intention is to reach somebody with the good news of the kingdom uh, to create some form of, while they're trying to work out how they'll do it, some form of a community, place where they can connect uh, before they do something silly, say something silly, or commit suicide for the sake, you know, for the extreme uh, outcome of, of things. But, but, but where, we, where we give them some tools to, to for, for whether it's for life or for marriage or for, the fact that, that they're important, that God has called them where they're at. And, and, and it's just a shift of emphasis that can change everything for us as a church. I feel I even just had that shift now <laughs> while you're talking. Even when we started off, I've heard pastors, how desperate they are to get followers. Uh, and churches, how they try to, to increase their follower, follower base, you know. And there's all kinds of things that you can do to get more people to follow you. And I understand in a way that they, they, their intention, most probably, I hope it is, is to get the gospel out. But sometimes it's not to get the gospel out. There needs to be an intentional shift of mind uh, why we want to reach people to get the gospel out, not just to get people to come to us, to join us, to be with us, to like us, and, and to see how many people, how successful we are. That is to really reach people to get the gospel out to them and to motivate them yeah. with the good news. And such an incredible tool. I mean, we're using it now just to, to chat to each other. Mm -hmm. Come on. You know, let me just say on that too, what you're saying now. That was so amazing about Edna. She had the conference and she had three international speakers. Yeah. I heard Lynn Swart was one of your speakers. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Lynn Swart, Katja Adams and Cara uh, Notnockel. And then uh, Simone Nordman was one of us. But they're all different parts of the country and different parts of the world. Didn't cost us a single airfare. Yeah, I was going to say, you're saving on airfare, accommodation. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> now talking about all these messages and everything happening online, there's so much being added to this conversation uh, about the church and the gospel and everything. Do you feel, is there potentially a question that's not being asked? Is there a f an area or focus where we're not looking at? I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. You know, if, if, if there's a question that I think the, the question is, God, what do you want me to ask? What, what is the question that you want me to ask? I think so many questions are being asked. We need to ask God to help us to write, ask the right question. Because people, I mean, there's a thousand questions, you know. If you, I'm, I feel like a little bit like a toddler with why, why, why? Why? Yeah. Why? And you keep on saying why. Uh, but somewhere along the line, I felt that God said to me, ask the right questions. And what is the right question? And that's the question that is applicable to me. God, what have you called me to do? Uh, when this whole thing started, I said, God, how do I lead the church right now? How do I pastor the people? How do I lead the cluster? 
And I had quite a few ideas. And I think the first answer God said to me is, just straight, simple, you can't. And you know, now, that didn't, I didn't abdicate my role and function as a leader. I just kind of relaxed, realizing, yeah, you're right, I can't. If, if it's locked down and nobody can go anywhere, I can't talk to thousands of people in South Africa and around the world because I feel I'm leading or I'm, I've got a, a role of responsibility and all of this. I just had to lay it down. And then God said to me, ask me what you should do. And my first, what I should do was spend time with me. And when I spend time with God, it brought such a peace that He comforts me. He's my source. He's my guiding light. He's my encouragement and my motivation. And then the third thing that came out of it, and now just do what I tell you to do. And you know, normally when God tells me to do something, it doesn't make sense. And yet when I did what He told me to do, it had results that blew my mind. And I think that's kind of the thing that the biggest question is, God, what do you want us to do? Not what people expect us to do. What do we think we should do? How do we get things back to the normal that I want it to be? The big question to me right now is, and that comes back to that personal relationship. And it doesn't just involve me in person or as an individual. It involves what I lead. Because when we then do it as an eldership together, when I do that as a management team together, when I do that as a group of leaders, wherever I find myself leading, and we go together and say, God, what do you want us to do? And between us, we then deliberate, collaborate, and, and, and share what we feel God's saying to us. What we then bring to the table as individuals, as diverse giftings and talents, becomes the answer of how we manage a company, how we lead our family as a husband and a wife team, how do we lead the church as an eldership or as a group of pastors and leaders. What God say to us becomes very personal. It's not just... You know, what did the guys do uh, in another church in Australia? What did T.D. Jake say? And what did Steve Furtick say? And what did this guy say? And God bless them. They become inspirations to us. You know? But ultimately, at the end of the day, the question that we need to ask ourselves, God is very personal. He's jealous of his relationship with you and me. He's jealous of his church. And he's well able that when we put our heads on his chest, uh, both individually and corporately as leadership teams, to speak to us. Yeah. And when we put our faith and our confidence, somehow between us, we can hear him and apply those principles to us, my community, my household, my company, our church. Then God gets the glory because there's a unique and authentic expression of kingdom life for the way forward. And sometimes it will be a lamp to our feet one step at a time and other times a light to our path. Very clear concerning what we should do for the next three months until we get to a place where we need to consult and listen again on a daily basis of intimacy. Super helpful. It's been a really, really great chat. Whenever we get to this stage of our podcast recording, we always end up with a sentence. We wish it could go on for the rest of the day. We wish we could ask you more and more questions, but we know you're a very busy man and we appreciate very much that you've taken the time out of your schedule to be with us. I'm sure it's going to bless our listeners. We feel really blessed already. We always try and land with this one question. You've been very helpful in talking to us about personal walks with God. Great reminder for anyone listening. If you're listening and you're trying to figure out, you know, I'm far away from God, I'm a non-Christian, whatever it is, this is the one thing that you want to take away from our podcast. If you can get close to Jesus, 
you're going to be sorted. Your problems may not all go away tomorrow morning, but you're going to be sorted. That's where your life's going to change consistently, day in and day out, one foot you know, after the other. Just be with Jesus. It changes in that secret place. So I guess kind of like you would have touched on some of this stuff already, but we want to land with this question. On a personal level, for not the, the pastor, not the leader of Freedom Hill, but for the man, Louis Else, what do you feel you know, God is personally teaching you? What are you learning in this moment as an individual that, is, that you feel is encouraging and stretching you and, and giving you new joy and new hope? I always say, I say this, the thing that we contend with as a, as, a, as a Christian the most is to maintain, sustain, and protect your relationship with God and with other people. So in this time, I realized more than ever before, like you've just said, the most important thing in my life is to make sure that I maintain, sustain, and keep and protect my relationship with God. Because even though circumstances won't change always, like a Paul and a Silas, when they sit in jail, in jail, when you choose to worship them, when you choose to maintain and keep your connectivity with God, it brings about a supernatural peace and a calmness that you can't explain. Yeah. And that's when you can make supernatural, intelligent, quality decisions led by the Holy Spirit, whether it's for yourself, your marriage, leading a church, or whether you're in a business. It starts off with that deep inner peace. Then the second thing is, there's a whole lot of people that I try, try to keep happy in the, uh, over the past years because of my involvement in many areas. And I realized, you know, you have to learn to say no to people and yes to the right people. Because at the end of the day, you and I can't change one another. Only God can change people. So I need to maintain and sustain right relationships. Because in times like this, it's important to know who you surround yourself with. Because who you surround yourself with are the people that you go forward with in life. Uh, and if you, if you at, at these moments and times, have got the wrong relationships, wrong affiliations, wrong connections, and you look around, they all disappeared, you can easily feel very lonely, very rejected, very uncertain, uh, and, and unsure about the future. And so uh, we, we just decided that again. Uh, let all the things that we think that are so important, all the things that we think we need to get all, carry along with us uh, on this road is not that important. Starts off with a relationship out of with God and then the right people around you. And if and if you can maintain and sustain that, that will multiply itself in many forms in every aspect of your life. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. I feel so built up by by what you've had to say and to hear just the journey that you guys have been on through this time. Especially what you're saying, if if this is a moment that has caused people to seek God for themselves and he builds up their unique expression, I'm so excited to see what the church is going to look like with that awakened inside all of us. Mm. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing all that was on your heart. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful it. to be with you guys. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And God bless you guys. We're trusting with you that it's going to be an amazing Sunday as you reopen to whatever level you can this Sunday in person. Trusting that God shows up as he always promises he will when two or more of us gather and does some amazing things among you guys. God bless. Wonderful. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great day and all the best to you. The same on that side. See Thank you, everyone, for listening to our episode. In future seasons of Victory Podcast, we are going to tackle the questions of our listeners. If you have a question burning on your heart or want clarity around an issue, 
Is Jesus real? Is he God? Why should I even care? Or on the nitty gritty of leading a church, connect group or youth group, please email your questions to info at victorychurch.capetown. That's I-N-F-O at victorychurch.capetown with the subject line Victory Podcast Questions. We would love to hear from you. It is the heart of this podcast to build up the listener, disciple them, and even for the first time, introduce the listener to the loving heart of Jesus. If you feel we have done any of this, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Like, share, and subscribe this podcast and tell all your friends. Love you. Bye. Bye.